out there. <laughs> you got to get all that hoo ha. So there. most importantly, who ate the last piece of pizza? Uh, that was me. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've found Fucking that no, no one ever wants to eat the last piece of pizza. But I'll that... always eat the last piece. I'm the last piece eating motherfucker, man. <laughs> and the thing about pizza is you never want to stop eating pizza. Like, yeah. Nate, I no. would, Nate, get a little closer to that microphone. Like, I would eat myself to death. Like, a dog. Like if you feed a dog, they'll just eat themselves to death. Like, if you just Sheep kept... do that. If you just yeah, kept... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you just kept delivering fresh pizzas to my house, I might just That's die, scary, die. man. I have... I've... I have baby Huey at home. I hope he doesn't dig in the the food. You know that. Well, lid. he's always digging I, in the fucking. One of my garbage, biggest fears man. is that lid just comes undone and he just and he goes just, to he's town so forever. He dies. Oh. Yeah. Speaking oh. of dogs, my you guys are dog lovers and uh, dog yeah. owners. My my dog is puking all of a sudden, and I'm a little worried about it. Oh man, um, is he shitting okay? He's shitting okay. Okay, he ate something that didn't agree with him. It'll come up. Yeah, and it might be. A, I was like, he, he was left at home alone a little bit longer than usual yesterday, so that's maybe his anxiety or something. Yeah, what, yeah that could be. Yeah. What 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 could he have gotten into though? I I don't know. Because yeah, when you got a dog, you sometimes you gotta like dog proof the house the way you baby proof. Oh yeah, we yeah. we totally do that because my dog has a separation anxiety, so we like make yeah. sure like everything is all. Coming. Chooch has that really bad. Yeah, and yeah. he's got a thing with uh, the rain too, right? Oh yeah, I mean, he's, yeah. The rain. He just he. We have like a a jacket for him, like a thunder buddy. Oh jacket. yeah, we, we have one of those for our yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> right on. But Chooch like cool. crawls up on the bed and starts digging a hole right next to your mother's head. Yeah. And uh, she like loses her mind. Okay, we are uh, we are back uh, at the Max and Tony show, and uh, we're. T- we're talking with our pal, Chicago artist, and one of my favorite artists. Um, I saw one of his paintings uh, six years ago, and I had to have it. I, I went and found him that day, and I bought one. Uh, we are with the great Nate Otto, who has uh, a show hanging at Chicago Trueborn Gallery uh, on Chicago Avenue, right next to Yuzu and right across the street from Forbidden Root. Yep. What's the exact address on that on that guy? Uh, 1740. Probably 1747. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's yeah. exactly right. Okay, actually. cool. Yeah, yeah. Right Chicago on. Trueborn. I, I like those kids. They're a great bunch. I love that they put those really cool murals on their building. Yeah, I just did one. I just did a, a mural in the window yesterday. It's a two-person show along with Lauren Asta, who's a, a California-based artist technically, but uh, she has about 15 or 16 public murals in Chicago. She's all got, over the place. Right? Yeah, she's over. great. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's great. And she's really cool. And uh, you know, Chicago Trueborn is kind of, it's got an accessible price point. They're, they're not trying to be mm-hmm. part of the art, art world, which is something I completely understand. They're trying to appeal to everybody in the neighborhood, which yeah. uh, is good. Well, the great thing is, is that you can walk in there, and if you only got ten bucks, you can get some. Get a sticker. You or can something. get a sticker, yeah. some stickers yeah. or something. Yeah. I, I've gone in there and spent less than fifty dollars and gotten like a little grab bag of really cool stuff. And, can, and I like them. Yeah, you know, they're such great people. Yeah, Sarah, Sarah's a nice person. Uh, and. You know, my price point tends to be a little bit higher, but I can make stuff that that reaches that point. So I, I adjusted my my output to match the the venue, and uh, it would be fun. You know, the one thing we learn, especially we're both artists, we work for ourselves. You have to uh, have a price point that is accessible to everyone. You know, I mean, I've got um, you know edition work. Yeah, that's. You know, cost a lot less than my one of a kind work, 
and you have a whole range of stuff, that way nobody's excluded from your experience. I mean, one of the reasons I did the posters yeah. is so many people walked up to me and said, um, I really love your work and I can't afford any. And I felt really awful about that. I thought, yeah. I don't ever want money to be the reason that somebody can't uh, have one of my things. Yeah. So, But um, yeah, I love your things. For, for those of you who've never seen an eight auto piece, Think about uh, the city broken down to uh, small shapes, triangles, squares, and and densely populated uh, all together. I mean, what I what I love about your view of the urban environment is that how we are all kind of part of each other. Yeah, I, I mean, even the architecture intermingles, you know, yeah. constantly. It's really. Uh, a, a kind of a cool juggling act yeah. that you achieve. Yeah, I, I guess I found this kind of a building centric style maybe ten years ago, and it's just like mm-hmm. evolved. And people ask me sometimes, "Are you still doing the buildings?" I'm like, yeah, I'm still doing the build, but it's constantly. I'm constantly. Inform- well, they constantly change. Yeah. I mean, constantly it, changing. It, I, I'm informing the next piece with the piece I'm making right now. I'm mm-hmm. getting new ideas. It's just kind of like the language that I'm using. And you know, the city is my environment. I rarely get out of the city. When I travel, I'm going to another city usually. Um, so it's just it's it's yeah. a, a rich a rich area to explore and there's so many directions. It's I kind of lo- a lovely way of being entombed yeah. in all these buildings. I I love the city. I, I yeah, the city is my it. it's my habitat and uh, you know yeah. it, it can be a lonely place for some people. It, 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 everything is enclosed in the city. You have the full the full gamut racially mm-hmm. and economically. Every, everything happens in the city. Yeah, there's a lot going on in your pieces, man. Um, the two he has hanging. On the wall, I saw those before I met you, man. I was like, "Yeah, hey, man, who's who is this? This guy's yeah. pretty good." And he was like, "Oh, it's Nate Otto. He's there. He's here every Sunday for Game of Thrones." I'm like, "I'm <laughs> in the basement every Sunday for Game of Thrones." Yeah, you, you hide from he's that. In the, yeah. He's in the basement getting baked uh, while we're watching Game of Thrones. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll but, leave uh, it at that. Well, well, when I got that message of what is about six years ago from you, like I like I like I. I don't know if I ever told you this, but I I first learned of you when I lived in Lawrence, Kansas, and you came to KU to speak, and uh, that was my first introduction. to Oh, the it's Spencer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, like, I'd always I that's back in the nineties because I'm old. So I've been fo- <laughs> I've been following you ever since then, and like I actually met oh, you. No I actually met you up at Firecat back when it was your studio. Well, like Gunner, yeah. Fo- Gunner Fox took me by there, and I wow. was introduced to you. But then we didn't re- reconnect until much later on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Until about six years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw. The, I I forget where I saw the piece. I think I saw it online. Yeah, you saw it on, on Facebook. I thought I got. I yeah. got to have this. Yeah. You know? And I, I was and, over uh, at your house like two hours later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was one. It was one of those things where I thought, as soon as I saw it, I got to have one of these paintings. Well, that's great. You know, um, and um, and I still have it. And a couple other ones, and uh, well, and that was great for me too because I, I was look wa- at them every day, Nate. Well, awesome! They're, you you've learned the one great thing about making art: good art keeps beginning. Yeah. Well, my entire attitude is I I hate gatekeepers. Like I I avoided the whole art world for years. Just like oh, those people aren't gonna let me in. I'm not cool. I'm not smart enough. I feel but then you, it, man. at a certain point, yeah. it's just like fuck it. I'm just gonna make art. Hey, you know what? All the I time. Built, and I, I built a whole career on that. Yeah, you I, know, I think that's I, I, you know, every time I'm around the you know 
kind of consensus crowd of uh, these are big artists and yeah. you're a little artist. It's a, it's a weird world. I don't want to yeah. shit talk that world because it, 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 no, it's but where it, it is. It's but. not even just that world. I think gatekeepers are everywhere. I th- yeah. uh, like I think that's what kept me from like really seriously practicing acting in my in my like you know in between teen and and teen high school years because i was just i was like i'll just be behind the camera and i kind of did that to sort of deal with the idea it's like i'm not really being judged except uh, what i'm showing people well and what you find out though is that the creative life no matter what you do you're always going to be appraised. Yeah. You know? No, definitely. And you can't please everybody all the time. Exactly. So, so fuck you know? it. Just do the best. Exactly. You do your thing. Yeah. And uh, if and the thing is, too, there's so many people in the world. There's 7 billion what people yeah. in the world now. And with social media, you can reach virtually anybody. So, no yeah. shit, man. You don't, need anybody's per, you don't need anybody's permission. You can self-publish your book. Part. You know, you can. That's uh, the best I, part. I think it was social media that got me to, to keep up with uh, and practice acting more seriously because Vine, glad, the Vine glad had come did. out. I'm glad you did it. And I know? was I was just trying to make people laugh, and people were like, dude, you're really good. You should do this. You should do that. I was yeah. like, what? I was like, I didn't think they were that funny. Yeah, but like, Max way. just filmed his first uh, television show. Yeah, I heard about that. Chicago it was, PD it was last a cool week. Feeling. Yeah. yeah. Well, and yeah. with acting and comedy too, like there's like there's nothing to prevent you from making your producing your own thing and putting it out. That's there. the yeah. best and, part. And if it's man. like like the Broad City ladies, oh. like like they just made those videos exactly. and then yeah. they got a show out of it, and yeah. now they're hugely famous and, and successful. My buddy right now, he's trying to do like his thing called the Chicago Show, and he's using me as a, a, a character that keeps coming in and out of the series, and I love it, man. I hope that we yeah. can keep doing it and. Even if it becomes anything big or not, I just hope that we can keep having the passion to just keep making stories. One of the the coolest things things. I like that parallels that story a little bit is um, Chris Stolte and David Pasquese do this for Facebook, this this, uh, little series called Night Shift. Yeah, they they kill it. And it just slays me every time I watch it. It's about a guy who's a custodian in an office building. And the guy who's like the front desk guy, you know, and they both worked the night shift. And you had the pleasure of uh, acting in a, I a acted scene in one on of stage their live with things them. On yeah, stage with that was them. amazing. Yeah, it, was, it was marvelous. That was and, great. Uh, well, first of all, Pasquese is just incredible, as is Chris Stolte. And uh, they have these existential conversations all the time that perhaps you only have working third shift in the middle of the night with one other guy in the whole building, you know, (laughs) um, Watch them though; they're yeah. so worth your time, you know. And well, to be such a good improviser, you have to be a really smart person. That's what I've learned about improv yeah. is because you have to be able to draw on knowledge from virtually anything in the world and retrieve it's, and it's retrieve insane. knowledge from your own, you know, childhood and teen years and stuff. Yeah, I mean, you have to have a combination of of like interesting trivia knowledge mm-hmm. and also experience. You kind of have to have both, and got to be smart and quick. And it's quick. Well, one of, one of the things I love about your paintings, one of the things that strikes me intuitively about them is, you know, what we learned from the internet, right, is uh, that it was all supposed to connect us. And in your paintings, I see all of these buildings, and they're all kind of interlocking, and and part of this one kind of mass community, but you do get the feeling that these things that are uh, supposed to connect all of us sometimes ultimately make us even more alone. Yeah, well, that's city life in a nutshell right yeah. there. Like, I, 
you know, I, 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 I give myself a hard time for not being more social sometimes, but sometimes it can be, I, I can imagine how isolating it can be for a lot of people when you're surrounded by people yet disconnected too. And like, I guess one of the points too is like the little, I'm not like, I don't hit anybody over the head with the ideas of my, my work, but uh, one of the ideas is like when you have such a density of buildings, it kind of mm-hmm. makes every everybody anonymous. Every everybody is part of the Absolutely. whole, rather than being out and in, part of a body especially. politic, one giant moving organism. Yeah, exactly. you know, that's kind of the, the the feeling I do get when I look at your work. Mm-hmm. Is that um, the city itself is one big organic animal that uh, is as strong and as weak as its best and least parts. Um, but I look forward to the show. How long is it going to be up? It uh, it opened uh, October 21st, and it's up for five weeks. So okay. I think What's the name of the show? It is Asta Otto. After Lauren Asta and Nate Otto. That's the only Asta theme. Otto. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the only, like a car dealership. Yeah, that's the only theme. <laughs> Asta <is>. Otto on <laughs> Western <laughs> Avenue. Come here and get yourself a 69 Chevelle 400 <laughs> with a four-barrel, uh, four white walls. Give me a stack. You can take it home. But it's fun. We both painted a window, and you know we did some collabs, and uh, I think our work goes well together. So it's, it's cool. Fun. Yeah, free beer. I I think it's a uh, you know tip encouraged beer. Yes. Okay. Oh, right on. Yeah, <laughs> we tip support encouraged. tips. Absolutely. We're not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> at the Max and Tony show. No, no, and it, you know, and at our at our joint Adventureland, we we give the beer away. We do encourage people to tip the bartender. Oh yeah, Yulia. You know, sometimes me. But usually yeah, it's been Yulia, sometimes so you, but thank it's you, Yulia. You know, women do way better at the bartending thing than guys do. You ever I notice that? Well, as far as the tips go, I think it. Well, de- that's yeah, that goes into issues of men. Right? Yeah, I think it depends on on the crowd of, yeah. of what the artist brought in. Like, are they a drinking crowd? Yeah. And if that's the case, our crowd's are always they, a are drinking they, uh, crowd. Okay, you know? right, but then are they the? Are they the yeah. tipping crowd? Well, I I, I know of some galleries that have said like there's a, a two drink minimum because like they've learned that people in the neighborhood, like old people that have been in the neighborhood forever, will start coming mm-hmm. by and just like push. Oh back, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Six we have beers, we yeah. have those guys who yeah, we, stand right but, next to the bar but, and just yeah. free, right? Free. Yeah, yeah. You know what though? We. We secretly support them. Yeah, we, we secretly don't care, support you know? their. Well, uh, I mean, often the beer is habits. donated, right? So it's. Uh... Yeah, and we have we have a great beer sponsor, Forbidden Root. You know, they're our pals. We love them. Uh, I just did a bunch of beer cans for them, and I'm going to encourage you to do yeah. something like that. You know, you yeah, should yeah. go and decorate some beer cans or wine labels or. Oh man, I'm a big yeah. fan of of putting your work out where people can see it. Me, me too. I, I, but I've been um, learning like a lot of times uh, I, I get a lot of uh, clients or potential jobs coming to me and they, they really want me to compromise or like turn my art into uh, no, kind of an advertisement. No, that, that's where I draw the line. Walk yeah. Away. Yeah. I, I've, I was just saying to somebody like I, I've walked away from a lot of jobs this year, which uh, has kind of hurt me financially, but it's also given me the opportunity to so I, man. to don't, do whatever I, I get to do I, whatever I want. The rest of with the time when I turn down your non-paying job, I get to go into my studio and do whatever the hell I want. Yeah. So that's that's the good the, the upside. Yeah, I mean anybody who's like not paying you, uh, and they have all kinds of suggestions about what your work should be, should just go take a flying fuck at a rolling donut. <laughs> Or a flying fuck at a burning tire. Flying fuck at a rolling donut. Flying, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to picture this. Or a flying fuck at a functioning fan. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
No, I, 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 I'm, you know, part of my deal is whenever I do work with anybody for anything, they just let me do what I want. You know, I mean, uh, I've been spoiled. I, you know, I've done all these Steve Earle covers. He just sends me a CD with the music on it. You know, we've never ever had a discussion about what I mean, like. Be. I'm happy to make a client happy, but like sometimes, like I had one recently where it was this brand that it first started out like, would you be willing to use our brand color? It's like, sure, I could do that. And then it became kind of like, this is, they really want to use this for their marketing. It's like, are they going to pay me to use this for their marketing? And, yeah. then, and then when I yeah. when I responded to that, somehow I never heard from them again. Go, yeah, fig- exactly. go figure. Like you stand oh, up for your... Oh, ghost. Who do you think you are? Do you remember when, when Soho House first came to Chicago? Yes. And they sent out this letter uh, saying, we are looking to source 300 or so works of art. Um, if you would uh, be willing uh, to, uh, uh, what, what is it? N- not, um, donate? I'm looking for the world. Not, they didn't say donate. They said- uh, If they were smart not submit. to Submit. Submit some for um, our, our perusal. Uh, we'd be willing to trade you meals and uh, some trade towards membership. It's like, we're going to trade you hamburgers for your fucking work. And, and, and a membership, <laughs> which you don't want. Yeah, exactly. Because you know what? I've been there a couple of times. I've been there a couple of times. I have an issue with the I membership aspect. Yeah. yeah. I've like, been there a few ah, times. Ah, ah. Yeah, there's a lot and, of douchebags. Well, exactly. there's a lot of people there who are like, yeah, I'm paying to be here. And it's, it's like, like, okay. like, oh, I'm a creative. It's like, it's oh, kind of how, what's, what's your art? Oh, it's cool, the dude. art of marketing. It's, it's like, kind of uh, jag off yeah. central, isn't it? Yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah. It's just the exclusivity bothers me. I, I've Same tried, here. I don't, I don't like well, that. You know like what? That's, I've been to the Soho House in London, like it. and it's not like yeah. that. Yeah. I had the opportunity you know. to paint one of those corners, and I turned it down because, like, yeah. But yeah. Like, I also know someone that uh, did it, and that helped launch everything that she has going on. So you know, it, it could go both ways. But for me, yeah. it wasn't the right decision. To do. All I ever see there are ad guys. Yeah. <laughs> I've know? had a, I've it's had like, a good, I've had a good time at Soho House, but I mean, it's you know, it, I was surrounded by so many people I know. It's you're not. You're just like, every oh, I'm at the I, bar at Soho House. Every I'm time not I at walk, Soho House. Yeah, every time I walk in there, I just think it's such such a blow-me construction. The, it's, you know? yeah. the, the one time I'm, I went in there, like the first person I saw was like the person I liked the least in the entire city. I'm not going to say their name, but there's, uh-huh. someone, there's someone I kind of worked for and like was yeah. Right in town, I'll say it, you know. Uh, you don't have to say I know you know him, so I'm not going to. Yeah. Okay, no, but write it down anyway, <laughs> just because. Chris Bat. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. First class tool. <laughs> yeah. 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 I did. I did a mural for. Uh, I'm not going to get into it, but yeah. like I, uh, I was reminded, like, oh, that's what this place is. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. This guy hangs out there. Yeah, that's you know, I w- I will say that every time I've been in there, there's been no shortage of douchebags. You know? Yeah. I, I saw I think someone was talking about it like, Yeah, we saw we saw Kanye there and it's like, Okay. Yeah. What'd you do with him? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Like it's like it's just this thing it's just this pretentious setting where like, yes, yeah, celebs will walk in every now and then because they're like, What's the thing to do? Oh, this place? Okay. Take me there. Tonight we're serving and then they go. Scrody. You know, yeah. it's the kind of thing though. It's, like if if somebody really likes it and they they love that scene, you more power to them. It's just not. It's just not for me. That's all. I know. Mm, yeah. Me neither. Me neither. They have some nice stuff going on. I mean, we had a we had a cool viewing of uh, 
the dream detective, right? Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Um, it's the only reason I went, you know? Yeah. We're going to take a little break. We're going to listen to some music, <laughs> some jazz with Frank Catalano. We're going to come back with Nate Otto and talk about basketball. Basketball. <laughs> Specifically the Bulls and why they're beating the shit out of each other. Back after this. <laughs> Ten minutes of basketball, Max, and then okay. tie it up. Cool. When you tie it up, maybe like ask Nate about maybe some other art he's seen in the city recently. I, I haven't seen any art, so you can skip that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we, you didn't see we, that uh, show with we the can, MCA? We can, last we, can month? we can run a little show. We can run a little show here. All right, Chris. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You know, Just throwing out some ideas there, buddy. You saw the Murakami show, right? I. Uh, did you not see it? I, really? I missed it because I went like the day after it closed. You know, like, bro, a, like an idiot, bro. You would have liked it. I know, you know? I know. I and you would have liked Takashi. He's he's a he's a Martian man. Yeah. You know, we're back with Nate Otto, um, who's uh, not only uh, one of Chicago's most marvelous artists. Uh, he's also like kind of a savant in his knowledge of basketball. I'm an avid NBA basketball fan, and, and unfortunately, uh, a Bulls fan. Same here. As is my son. You are both cursed. You are twice cursed. I used to come home when he was in seventh grade. He'd be standing on the sofa with his hands on his head, screaming at the fucking television, you know? And it's like, I knew the Bulls were on. (laughs) They're they're a fun team to follow. You get 82 games a year, so there's plenty of opportunities to see him play. Yeah. And I'm a little older than you, Max, so I remember the uh, the post-Jordan era when uh, they sucked just as bad as they're going to suck this year. Yeah. It was a lot to to deal with. I was six when they won the last championship, so I I knew Jordan and Pippen and and Rodman as, like, mythical godlike creatures, so, you know, I didn't... I didn't get that like they could have lost. I thought they yeah, won. Well, back every in those game. days, they couldn't lose. Like, yeah, no, they, they might crazy. lose a they might lose a couple of regular season games. Yeah, but, yeah. Like when it came down to it, like Jor- mm. Jordan was crazy. He's not only the the greatest of all time is in terms of talent and, but he's just crazy personality wise. Yeah. Genuinely, genuinely nuts. Like there was an incident oh. recently where the Bulls, a Bulls player, punched another Bulls player, which is a terrible thing. But I think Jordan punched like everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he punched yeah. like four guys. They didn't he used set, to punch Tasty King on a regular basis. They didn't set a pick hard enough or something, or or um. He hit what's his it, name? Steve, Steve Kerr. Kerr. Yeah, yeah. He nicest Steve guy Kerr in the, the world. Yeah, you know. Well, Will and, Purdue. And, well, Who pe- the fuck punches Steve Kerr? Well, a lot of people credit Steve Kerr because Steve Kerr like came back at him, which like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Steve Kerr's really feisty, and as much as he wants yeah. to hide behind that little like nice guy, like oh yeah, I'm just a, I'm just here to coach. He's, he's fucking he's Irish, really man. fiery we're, we're underneath. Fight, I mean, know? I've seen him. I've seen him break almost break his clipboard in half, like yeah. on a playoff game, and I think it was. I think it was during one of the OKC games, like when they came back. But I don't, I don't, 
I'm not sure on that one, but he's a secretly a fiery dude. Yeah. Yeah. So what what do you guys think they should do with Portis? I I personally thought they should just cut yeah, him. Yeah, they suspended him eight games. Um, uh, hey, he hasn't shown me enough production. I think they should. And cut you know him. what? Wave him. Neither it, does it's not neither does now. Nico pump fake Miritich. Yeah. You know, I don't, it, I don't, I don't like either of them. Basically, to to recap for those that weren't following the drama, <laughs> yeah. And in, in a practice, uh, a the two power forward, the two best power forwards on the worst team in the league, uh, decided to get in a in a, in a little fight during yeah. a practice. A Donnybrook, a brouhaha, and, as and, it were. And Bobby Portis punched Nico Miritich in the face, breaking a couple of bones in his face and giving him a severe concussion. Cushion, I guess, but like I can understand getting into a fight, but actually wanting to com- to give bodily harm to one of your teammates is hard. It's a hard thing to get over. So weird. And I guess they're saying that both guys were in the wrong because Nico Miritich charged him twice. But you know what? If somebody charges, he's your teammate. And you know he's like, pump you, you faking. Think, so. You think you're going to yeah. get into like a, a pushing fight to get, yeah. to, to cold clock a guy? Like yeah. that's that's pretty. That's pretty harsh. crazy. It's and pretty and insane. to complicate matters, they play the same position, so Portis like benefits from Miritich being hurt. That's an interesting point. I I thought. Well, what's his name? Know, the guy from Finland now just walks well, that's into the best, power that's the best forward part about job. It. It's like you the know? rookie's like, oh well, my two biggest competitions just. Yeah. Canceled each other out. It's like I, what, I would what think does it though that they got to get rid of Portis. I mean, well, and I there's think... actually a clause in their contracts because of Latrell Sprewell choking his coach that yeah. you can actually cut a guy and like. You ever met have... PJ Carlismo? Oh, I'm sure yeah. I'd want. You'd want to choke that <laughs> asshole <laughs> yeah, too. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm you at... know? But they they could cut. They could. They would be. They would have an opportunity to cut him and not have to pay him. Which this is one of the only scenarios where you could actually do that in basketball. Yeah. Wow, and they're not doing it. They're, they're... not doing it. They must be pretty high on Portis. But they then. they are, they have also shown that they suck at their ability to evaluate talent. Talent, no kidding. Uh, draft wise, in general, they they uh, traded a bunch of shit for Cameron Payne. Yeah, I think who is not yeah, an NBA basketball horrible. player. I don't get that. Was the worst trade? Uh, that was the most underrated worst trade last season. That was an season. A lot tra- of people were talking about Cousins. And they gave away a second-round pick in that trade as yeah, well. Like, we, it's just awful. And and how much we gave up for McDermott just to trade him two seasons later. For nothing. Why? Yeah. They, Why? They, they, and, well, the, the biggest thing— You can thing, tell Jerry Krause is not— Calling the shots. You mean well, Jer- he, Jerry Re- Jerry yeah. Reinsdorf? No, Jerry Krause. So he pa- he, Krause he passed yeah. away. Yeah. Dead. Well, yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. he, but he's he also hasn't the one that's been fam- a part of the team for a while. But he's also that, the one that when he was part of the team, man. They they chose wisely. Yeah. Well, but he's you the know. one that famously said that organizations win championships, yeah. not players. Yeah. That that was after they let uh, Michael yeah. Jordan's. Well, Jerry was in. also a douchebag. Yeah. May he rest in peace. And he proved that you know, like Michael Jordan wins championships, GMs do not. Yeah. But, oh man, yeah. Oh, definitely. But you know what? He surrounded Jordan with Pippen. Oh, he did Horace a he Grant, did a great job. I mean, I'm Dennis not going to take Rodman, that away from him. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I think at a certain point his ego got the better of him. It's like, oh, I'm going sh- sure. to show that I can do this on my own without Michael Jordan. Like, well, well, he, and know. he didn't want to pay Phil. He yeah. didn't want to pay Scotty yeah. apparently. So yeah, yeah. The, the Bulls have a reputation for being notoriously cheap, and every yeah. now and They're then they tighter than a bag of assholes. And Nate. every now and then they they make a move that reinforces that. Well, this yeah. year the the big horrible thing they did is they traded away the 38th pick in the draft for yeah. cash. Yeah, which is man. just despicable. Or, or how about when, when they you gave, don't really have how about when they gave up their 16th pick? 
that they, they didn't, didn't have, have to, to do. do that. But the, the trade of for uh, a trading an asset for cash when you're already one of the most profitable teams in the league is just it's, pointless. It's unforgivable. It's yeah. just awful. And that guy, like he he's doing well already. That you know, so it, it was just a deplorable move on their part. Yeah. So what what can they do to turn this around? Can they? I mean, I think they got to get rid of Hoiberg. I don't think he's a. Well, they got to fire Garpax first. They, yeah. they have this two-headed it, it, it general manager. It starts all the way president. at the top. And they have uh, Paxson? a yeah, Paxson and Gar Foreman are with their this two-headed leadership. And, Here's uh, my theory, though. I don't know about Gar Foreman. I think Paxson's a solid guy because he's kind of the guy who put together that 2010, 2000 through 2012 like Thibodeau team, you know. And he did draft Taj. He did draft Dang Rose and all these pieces that and Noah and to get but- him there. Butler. And weirdly, we so, don't have any. But of then those guys all of a sudden, Gar Foreman came Butler, because Gar Foreman came in the fold, and it's like all these bad decisions kind of started to become. We started drafting Tony Snell. We started drafting yeah. Marquise Teague. Yeah. All these weird picks. I happen to think it has to do with more Gar Foreman than John Paxson. I could be wrong. I don't know where I don't know where the blame lays, but I think yeah. they, sh- they should get rid of all of them. Both but, of them. But yeah. it's, what Reinsdorf has proven is that he's a loyalty guy. He's like you're you're my guy, and then he'll, oh, he'll just. He'll... How many years do well, we keep Kirk Heinrich? Well, the same oh. was the same way with the, the White, White Sox. Sox yeah. You know? yeah, it's a Ventura. I mean, I love Kenny, you know, but. Uh... You know, come on. Yeah. Well, speaking you know. of loyalty in the White Sox, people think Reinsdorf's loyalties lie more with the White Sox than the Chicago. He was Bulls. always a baseball guy. Yeah. I mean, he. Uh, the thing that meant the most to him in the world was that White Sox World Series. You know, even more so than all the Bulls championships. Well, it's basically like with the Blackhawks. The Blackhawks didn't get good until the old Wirtz passed away went away yeah mm-hmm. and uh, I think and Rocky you know was as smart as he could be uh, in rebuilding oh he did a brilliant job you know excitement for that team yeah. and know? I think Reinsdorf is is in his 80s yeah. I, I don't know if, if hope lies with his son I'm not going to root for anyone's demise or anything no, but no. uh yeah but uh something has to give and uh, yeah Reinsdorf lucked into the best investment ever whenever he he, he paid whatever he paid for the Bulls. Oh, he paid yeah. nothing for, for nothing, and yeah. now they're worth billions. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. What do you think the record's going to be for the Bulls? This I think year? the uh, 20 wins would be the most they could hope for. You know what? That's some guy who's like, I think they're going to get more than 25 wins, and he walked out of the door, and I'm like, you didn't let me, you didn't let me say anything. I think they're getting. Way less than twenty five. Like whenever I, I look at the wrist, list of their roster, it's like, yeah. oh, like is that it? I got to be like, honest. Like, I think it, I think it's possibly fourteen to fifteen games. This team is going to be bad. I'm going to watch the games though. Oh yeah, I'm going to watch. I can't them. help it. Yeah, but, uh, I do remember those really lean years back in like two thousand when uh, they were just awful. With like Elton, when they traded Elton Brand after his rookie of the year, it's like, what do you, what do you do? Yeah, they, they traded for Tyson Chandler, who, who wanted to be a nice player, but he was 18 years old at the yeah, time. Oh, yeah, and he, I don't think he would have been as nice as he is now. Like, I don't think he would have the career if he stuck with the Bulls. For I sure, think he would yeah. have been he, he peaked after he left the Bulls. Definitely. But it's going to be some dark times, for sure, watching these Bulls. Well, everybody, everybody's also saying, well, the Timberwolves are going to be a thing. You know, I, I don't think so. Even with... Did you see him last night? No. Well, I guess we're they giving good? away we're, we're, when we we're, film this. We're time, we're time <laughs> traveling we're here. Okay, so the first... Okay, did you see the first Timberwolves game versus the Spurs? I saw a little bit of that, yeah. 
they took out Jeff Teague. He took out Jeff Teague like the last five minutes, and he put in like this undersized, uh, inconsistent shooter, Tyus Jones, who like oh. hit a clutch shot in the final four game once. Did they? Did they lose? Oh, they lost. Uh, and Jeff Teague's just on the side, just like, and Mark Jackson, you know, who had his problems as a coach, but he's just like, I'd be pissed. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know why. He's well, a, you know, Thibodeau did, did some weird things, but uh, he, he did some weird shit with the Bulls. I mean, I think I, yeah. I chalk up. We harp on Thibodeau shorts, a lot. I, I, I harp on the yeah. uh, the short circuiting of Derek Rose's career because of fucking Tibbs, you yeah. know? Yeah. He ground through these guys. Well, he I mean, won. it's not just Rose. I mean, look at Dang. Look at Noah. Yeah, Those look at Noah. Guys. I well, mean, is Noah lot... even playing basketball? Now? Oh, he sucks. He's just, he's got, he has the worst contract in the NBA because the the Knicks signed yeah. him for like four years. Well, for, for him, like, it's ton. awesome. Yeah, for him. It's, <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, because yeah. in NBA you can't you can't cut a guy and and you still have to pay their salary. And he suspended the first twelve games because he was he had like a PED thing oh, while he Noah was did? injured. Yeah, and really? I think he was trying to get was back it, from was the it injury. For, or? No, I, was I don't like, think they even test for that. No, in the no that's not yeah. a growth enhancement. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say they should. They Maybe should just, it is. I, I remember the they story. They should just shine it on for the pot. It's like okay. I, I remember when there was they were doing the collective bargaining and like someone in the NBA said we were going to ban pot and there were like one player said like, why you can't do that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically outing himself as a huge pot. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, hey. Oh. Uh, we'd like to have you come back as our NBA consultant. Well, as it so happens, yeah. my my studio is right next to the door to where. Well, you ain't that this. a coin? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure we're going to be checking in very frequently. Exactly. This is, well, th- uh, thank you so and much. Feel for free having... to bogart our pizza, my man. It's gonna be it's gonna be a horror. <laughs> Always show. the last piece. Always the last piece. Uh, but you know what? If Markinen has a solid season. I think, I think there's some hope in that. You know, like I think it. Do you, do you the, think the, the hope is depends the, on him? Do you think Markkinen is Levine, the goods and Levine? Do you think Markkinen is the goods? Though? We we won't know. Don't, really we no don't know yet. They, like they might have they might have accidentally backed into getting a great player. Yeah. But the guy that went the pick after them is this guy what named Dennis guys Smith th- Jr. Yes, who is going to be a superstar. What did he? Drop? What did you what guys did he think of uh, Tony Kukoc when he played for the Bulls? Kukoc, Kukoc, Kukoc. Uh, I'm from Chicago. It's cool, guys. Right. Yeah, I think he got treated horribly by Jordan Pippen when he first came over. He was a decent player. You know, at, at that point— You know he, what? I think he was a good player. He was I, a pretty good I, player, I mean, but I think what, that was a case where Krause's uh, bad people skills kind of infected that situation because yeah. he, he heralded this guy as the second coming yeah. when they already had Pippen and Jordan. And yeah. I think those guys really took offense to that. Well, Jordan, and, and nobody was harder on teammates. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. a bigger asshole to his teammates yeah, we've, than Michael yeah, he, Jordan. We, all, you know? you know, well, we, we like, know about four cases where he punched people, but how yeah. many cases did he punch people that we don't know about? Really? Yeah. And, and like Krause is talking about this guy through the first three, Pete. It's like how big of an asshole do you have to be to yeah. be like oh well there's this other player coming overseas he's gonna be <laughs> yeah. great it's like we just won three championships man yeah. it's like I'd, I'd, I'd quit hey, right fat there. ass shut yeah. up you <laughs> but know? um yeah I, I think all the well, whole because he, he didn't draft Jordan so he wanted he wanted his own he wanted his own acquisition yeah. to be the star yeah yeah he Rod Thorne drafted Jordan so he, he there was always that thing like he never drafted Jordan well yeah. We will be keeping up with the NBA because we have a couple fanatics yeah. <laughs> on the Max and Tony show. Speaking of, I'm going to go watch the game right now. Yeah. And uh, thank you for being with us. Well, thank you so much for having me. And we will uh, talk to you again in the very near future on the Max and Tony show. Go Bulls. <laughs>
Hey guys, this is Max Fitzpatrick of the Max and Tony Show. We want to thank you for tuning in to our 12th episode. My dad has left for Paris, France to play Jack Birdbath in the second season of Patriot. So this means a lot of the material that will be coming out these next few weeks will be pre-recorded segments, skits, and short stories by Max and Tony. Sponsored by Forbidden Root Beer, next time you're in Chicago, check out their brewery on 1746 West Chicago Avenue. Big shout out to Parkwalk Productions, home of the Max and Tony Show. Don't forget to check out Adventureland Gallery and the Dime Showroom at 1513 Northwestern. Tonight, we will be showing Jason Barrera at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Check it out. Free drinks, pet friendly. It'll be a great time. (laughs) 